Hawk, I never saw it. Yeah, I saw it on TV. I think it was either Channel 11 or maybe like NBC had Orca. Wait a second. Are you sure that wasn't Mork and Mindy? Because he was from Orca. He was from Orca. Yeah. No, no, this was Orca. It now, was about Lady Planet. Now, look, here is a physical thing that happens. Paul gets into his van like a dummy, and David clubs him on the head. The door closes by magic. Right. Well, I never liked this van at all. Good. It's going bye-bye right now. Look at David pushing Wait, it. Are you saying Van Gogh? Yes. This is a great work of art. It's a Van Gogh. <laughs> Should I steal that for the open mic? Uh, yeah, that's not even worth driving over no, to the mic. No, it's not. I'm trying to come up with some material. Listen, if you don't give me any material tonight, I'm going to have to go down to Joanne Fabrics because I need material. Do you guys have Joanne Fabrics in California? No, but that's a great joke. Uh, I'm, I'm aware of Joanne Fabrics. I think we have uh, Hobby Lobby Fabrics. Yeah. No, we have uh, Michael's <laughs> Art and Fabric uh, Outlet. Unfortunately for Paul... They have a big stock of ketchup in the back of the van, and it's spilling all over the place. It's yucky. Oh, is he going to die by van? Mm-hmm. Whoa, the cameraman's like, let's let's have some fun before you die. Run around. Help, I'm on a... I'm on a van. Go. Whoa, you could, you, look at this whoa. production value. They spent money here. I was going to say, the director's like, my van, cut and see. Now my watch van, how bad it cuts away. Whoa! Is that the explosion he put in there? Yeah. So did no, he no, push? no, it's not. No, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we don't see what he does in the van, but he's not known for explosions yet. So this is how he killed that guy, right? He bonked uh, him on the head, threw him yeah. in the van, and, and then drove the van, or jumped out of the van, or pushed the van down he the hill. Push it? No, he pushed it. There's David. Hey, what did I miss? Isn't yeah, it weird that I'm never here when Superman's around? But it, no, they don't play it that way. David's not like, what are you talking about, man? I'm just walking Ventura Highway. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he, you know, he says, what's going on, man? You've changed. He goes, you just forget about me. They, they had it coming kind of thing. You want to hear this? What are you doing inside the Pacific Coast uh, Highway after the murder? I got an alibi. I'm searching for uh, loose change. See? Beep, 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 beep. I was whale watching. Did you see him? Did you see him? We called him work. Oh, I missed it. I missed it. I just wanted to show you that this film is horribly acted, but it has a really interesting plot. And you keep yeah. watching it. Beside Look, I've seen this thing five times now. This is my fifth. Because yes, I have to. And <clears throat> I got to tell you that they're going like, are you sad? Yes, I do feel sad. Want to go to the beach? No, I'll just go home. It's terrible acting. But the plot is like, what's he, who's he going to kill next? What's he, you know, and the way he's like talking to people. And you're going to see that more's going to develop. Now, like, the, people think there's a vacuum of bullies in the school, and they're like, we could be the bully. They just take a poop, man. Just, they have medicine for it. Just sit, look at his, look at his big balls. He's, he's, he's not looking for the bathroom. He's looking for the skipper. 
Gillian? <laughs> he just needs the hat. Yeah. I'm here to play Mork and Mindy and uh, Popeye. Oh, there's Carradine. Yeah. So, so the Carradines, it was three brothers that act and their father was an actor, right? Is that, right. Is that the story? Yeah, the story is the father was the known actor and thus his children, you know, I don't know if he pulls strings, but they followed in his footsteps and they were received because they knew the father lots of times. It's a library. Stop yelling. bitching. Guys, it's a library. Well, look at that. He's got the script being read to him in the ear. Or is that like a like portable phone? <laughs> Here goes Oscar. Now that the bullies are dead, they're all his friends. Are they not fucking with him either? No. Hey, like, let's stab you for fun. It's like a nice thing. Loves you. I don't have the history in front of me of what the father was in that made him famous. Right, no. The one brother went on to do the Kung Fu series. He was like the golden boy. Um, right. We saw him in that uh, Kill Bill. Right. I guess we didn't see it on this film. But um, Carradine, uh, Spoonie, Robert Carradine really came up behind because he was in Revenge of the Nerds and that was bigger than Carradine had gotten. You know what I mean? So he became yeah. one. <clears throat> and then you got the third brother. You know what I mean? Keith? Is it Keith Carradine? Wait, there's Kev. Keith was the one that we saw in Heart, uh, Heartbreak Hotel, Hostage Hotel. Hostage Hotel. Yeah. Our time through Hostage Hotel. Our directed time. by Alan Smithy. But no, I think, like. This food fight was for no reason. There was no reason to have a food fight. Anarchy. It's anarchy. Now that the bullies are gone, it's anything goes. That is it. Yeah, I get it. This movie speaks my language, man. Finally, a, a, a high school massacre movie that speaks to me. So they're like, sit with us. Uh, look at how dumb Mary's acting with her head all bobbing. She was, uh, like I said, she was a singer with Joan Jett. That was her bad thing. But she, that was her good thing. But she was in movies. She was in Logan's Run as Screamer Party Girl. Oh, right. She must have did that when she was young, under 30. She was in Heart to Heart as woman. Oh, yeah? Her position? That wasn't her own. She went on to be with Cheech and Chong, though. That was her big days. She was in Up in Smoke as Laughing Lady. Huh. Mm-hmm. Was it, was the laughing lady with the Clorox lady? Remember, there was a woman who sucked no, the, who snorted the fake coke. Yeah, no, that no, wasn't her. That's your shit. Chong no, just sat there. Look, they loved her, Cheech and Chong. She went in on in eighty one to be in Nice Dreams as Blondie Group Number One. Oh, they must have been buying ice cream. Was she buying? Ice? Oh, she, was she in a bikini? Uh, she was Blondie Group Number One. So oh, that's in the script, that's a, now you see this is David's house, okay? And yeah, it's like a ridiculous. thing. So she came over to go, are you going to kill Mark? Please don't kill Mark. I don't want you to kill Mark. And he goes, Teresa, you're safe. And she's like, yeah, but Mark. And he goes, no, Mark is safe. Can I tell him that? Also, yeah. 
the director, he would always go over to the director's house. But one time the director came over to his house, which he was living in a garage and he had made a loft and he goes, oh, it's David's apartment. I casted David. Damn, God, this director seems like all over the place. I mean, God bless him. I don't, I don't think this is a bad movie. You know, it's a movie. He it, made it. it. Yeah. Well, he would go on to do movies. He was for real. Um, he came, He was first with, like I said, he's a Dutch writer and director, but he was a protege of Russ Meyer, who we saw in Candy 1968, the director. Yeah, sure. He always did sexy, sexy movies. Um, and let's see, he did the punk rock musical Population One. What is that? He did Habitat. Oh, I just, you know, wait a minute, Carl. I just saw that movie on YouTube, Population One. How weird. Yeah, he did that in 1986. Oh, uh, 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 I saw YouTube alert, Carl. What? what? Uh, Population One is on YouTube. Oh, okay. All right. I'll do it. You're the boss. You're the boss. Well, maybe we'll do it in two weeks. I, I already have a movie set for this week. Okay. The punk rock musical. Will that translate well on YouTube? I'll, we've got to check it out. Yeah, sure. Is oh, it right? as long as it's not American Idiot? I'm okay with it. Is it Green Day punk rock musical? <laughs> okay, what happened there is <clears throat> the librarian went to David and he said, There's a power vacuum in the school, we could fill it. And I'm a smart person, so it doesn't need to be thuggery and stupidity. Consider it, David, we could rule the school. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's what my brains and you killing people. David, with my brains and you're killing people, we could rule this school. Now he's they're gonna do it right now. Spoonie, Mary, and Eight is enough, James. They're going to say, look, power vacuum, we could rule the school. And David is just disgusted with it. Lonnie O'Grady died, man. She died in a trailer park. It wasn't pretty, you know. What? Really? Yeah, she she uh she quit acting and she became like a, a casting direct casting person. But I right. don't know. She she had lots of problems. She had panic attacks, she was doing drugs all the time, uh, she was diagnosed, and she had agoraphobia, which is funny if she's in a trailer park, right? You can't go outside, man. She must have been restricted. One room. Uh, let's see. How did she die? Here it is. <clears throat> uh, toxic levels of the painkiller Vicodin and the antidepressant Prozac in her bloodstream. Uh, she died of multiple drug intoxication. The coroner was unable to determine if their death was accident or suicide. So it's bad. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. Yeah, I, told, I told you those guys were like power vacuum, this and that, right? But here's right. Rodney. Rodney now owns the dead kid's car because the parents couldn't stand to look at it. So his junkie car has been replaced by Starsky and Hutch car. And he's real conceited about it. And he goes and bosses or uh, bullies this person in the lot, lot uh, in the car park in front of David. It's bad. He's like a smarmy asshole. Is your YouTube fucking up or is that TV? No, I think it, I think it was uh, TV. A I think it was TV, bro. In the Matrix. 
I'm sure you're right because that does not look like an interrupt the internet disruption. That's a 1970s disruption. Well, it must be on video. Yeah, was this thing released in video? It must have been, or we wouldn't be watching it, I guess. I mean, honest to God, I thought this was an after-school special. When you, uh, this was recommended by one of our listeners. God bless, Jill. Uh, on I her props in one second. You see, he threw a rock through. Uh, yeah. Mark's car. Well, He's really. It was. There was a dog inside the car, and he didn't want him to suffocate. Oh, that's great. In the convertible. In the convertible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's give a shout-out to Jill Duncan. She made a great suggestion, right? Yes, yeah, that's this movie. This is great. Yeah, this is exactly what we want. She knows so the show well. He really has got to take a shit, Carl. He really does. He's constipated so she knows the show well she knows the kinds of movies we watch and this was a really a gem yeah i mean nothing like a high school full of 20 year olds <laughs> look oh at look at this yeah there's More a power vacuum i'm a what i'm i'm a great you're gonna bully me everyone's bullying each other you see did you ever see that after-school special where this guy uh, gets pushed in the hallway? No. Is that the way? Is that your brother? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> your brother was the pusher. Yeah, he was in an after-school special they shot in our high school, and he got to push the bully in the hallway, shove him with his shoulder. What, what if I'm gay? What if I'm? It's okay to be gay. I think it was called. Yeah. <laughs> what if I'm gay? We've actually watched that movie with another movie. After school special shot in the same high school, our high school. That's Riverdale. a great episode. It's a Montclair double feature, and it includes Montclair, New Jersey. It includes an interview, right? A proudly resents clip in which we made an appearance about that film. Oh yeah, well we did that for uh, proudly. My brother, my brother Adam Spiegelman has a podcast called Proudly Resents, and it has actually like a great collection of interviews and movie reviews and uh, a lot of famous people, a lot of room interviews, including the man who really directed the room. Wait, but, maybe, uh, I'm wrong. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just he appeared on the episode with us, right? Yeah, he appeared. We, we got him as a guest on our show. It was Sir Billy that we... the. That's the, what I was going to get to, yeah. We watched uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery's last movie was an animated film called Sir Billy. He did not play Billy Goat. That was right. Alan Cummings. That's right. That was Alan Cummings. Okay, now we've just seen David mixing up gunpowder or something. Right. How does he know that shit? Okay, I know but, how to stab. But I don't, take think a knife stab. I don't think it was gunpowder because there's about to be a murder here. A massacre? Yeah, well, 10 people die in this film. That's a That's a bloody massacre. Look, he can't hear, so he's putting in his hearing aid, and then he dies. Turns it on. Okay. He goes, whammy jammy! Oh, wow. There's Those ketchup in his strong. ear. Who put ketchup in his, who put syrup in his? There's syrup. It's, oh, this isn't maple. That's, it's the fake shit, the oh, bug store brand. Listen, I just checked that book out. I, I'm not going to pay for the damages. So maybe when David was concocting some sort of poison or something. 
Ew. Really blew that guy's ear out. Maybe it's not safe. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch Stand by. Boom! Holy shit, that was cool. Now in real life, that explosion was much stronger than they expected. And it knocked yeah, out no, completely. Listen. Yeah, it, one of the one of the um uh crew who helped set up the pyrotechnics was knocked out and other people, oh. I mean their their hearing, there were problems. Yeah, no, that was a huge explosion inside that hallway. Now, now's the time to close the school, right? Nope. Well, nah. Well, they said now's the time to clean the swimming pool, at least. Yeah, right. So, Spoonie is like, the heat's on too much. People are dying around here. We got to get out of here. The librarian's dead. and the So, Mary's like, let's go somewhere and hang out until this blows over. So, they're going to go right. Wait, were they going high, uh, hang gliding? <laughs> right. No, no, no. They're going camping, but it's just as camping. stupid as the hang gliding. You'll see. Wait, so does this mean we're at Act 3, uh, hiking? Now, camping? what Rodney does, we're not, we're, we're in Act 2 right now. Rodney punches the guy who nice. wrote the acting book. Now watch, Rodney gets into his Starsky and Hutch car. He didn't dive right. through the window, which was something you did in the 70s. Kapow. Whoa, that Pinto is unsafe, Carl. <laughs> so David oh. is now killing people. Here's Mary naked yep. again. Mary also had a terrible death. Um, <clears throat> she died in 2002 of complications from liver disease and hepatitis after being addicted to heroin for two decades, 20 years. Yikes. Yeah. She was yeah. an actress and a musician. She was in a number of exploitation films. Um, <clears throat> Lamora, Caged Heat in 74. This one. Okay, now look, you see her boobs, right? Oh, yes, affirmative. Let me just keep watching. Now, look, she discovers dynamite. What? Why would there be dynamite at this campsite? Yeah, okay, I'll tell you why. Right. So she goes, Spoonie, look. Now, look, Lanny O'Grady's naked. Spoonie's zipping up. They were obviously just doing it. And Spoonie's like, what is that, dynamite? I don't know what it is. Just forget about it. Forget it. Now, look. You can't toss dynamite, right? Do you know about dynamite? You must be careful with it. You can't just toss it because if it makes a spark inside of itself, it will blow. Wait a minute. So if I'm going camping with naked women right. and we find a piece of dynamite, right. you shouldn't just toss it. Yeah, because he goes, never mind the dynamite. Let's have sex. It doesn't make any sense in the real world. So now they're all in the tent having sex and something horrible is going to happen. Uh, one loses interest. Right. One of them loses interest and Spoonie fish finishes way too quick. And that turns off the other one. So it's a bad weekend. Hey, you're in luck. I can't find Population One on YouTube. Too bad. I, I, did, I did see it listed in IMDb. Oh, when I, when I was you, see you see what happened? Oh, no. Rock. It rolled over the tent and mushed them all they spent like, money on this man they spent money on this i can't i don't understand this guy's luck 
he cuts a wire and a guy gets electrocuted, right? He he sets up a car so when you when you turn the ignition it explodes. He made or a boulder. He knew exactly where they were going to pitch their tent, and he found the right boulder to put a bomb under. What a coincidence! They pitched their tent underneath that, and it perfectly landed. Okay, so here he is making more explosives and stuff. And who should show up? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I I'm a, I jumped ahead to Act Three. It's just more oh. stupid stuff. It's more like we could rule the school. I know you're the killer. We could rule the school, David. It's more of that stupid stuff. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, what else can I tell you about this film? I don't know. I think uh, I got a sense of it. We're just waiting for Act Three, right? This influenced Heather's. You know that film, Heather's. Oh, right, because he blows up people. Here's a good one. The Italian version of this film was called Sexy Jeans, and it was edited with pornographic inserts. <laughs> is that interesting? Oh, my God. How funny is that? Like, Sexy jeans. not bad enough. To... Do you guys really believe they're high school students? Yeah, us neither. Here's some porno. Well, where would you think the the pornographic scenes? We seen like almost most of this movie. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know, and like obviously it wasn't the actors. So how do they? Oh, you know, I could see it. Oh, my hand glider's out of control. I'm getting electrocuted. Cut to blowjob. <laughs> Cut to school. I'm gonna dive in the dark. Ah, there's no water. Splat. Now, just like the internet told me that that guy got his nose broken and I never right. saw, I'm suspicious of this one, too. Mark Hamill was considered for the part of David. Jan Mike and Michael Vincent was considered for the part of David. But the thing is, that guy fell in love with Dave, with our David, Daryl, on day one. So I, Right, he, he got it. Well, didn't Mark Hamill play like a psychopath in uh, Cadillac Summer or something like that? He played like a, a killer. Who, David? Uh, no, Mark Hamill. Oh, I don't know. He was Maybe in not Cadillac a, Summer. But that's he some was film in a race likes. car movie. Uh, yeah. Hmm. He auditioned for this movie. Boy, that's a real trivia. Thank, thanks, but no thanks. But he, but I don't believe he auditioned. It says was considered. Does that mean he was in Holland going, who should uh, I cast in my movie? You know, that's like when you, you're trying to write a trivia question and you're like, who said acting is like blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyone could say it. I just said it. You know, like it's not. Uh, I consider Mark Hamill. Now, Turner Classic Movies was scheduled to air this film. It was called, like, the TCM Underground Series. Yes, yeah, sure. They show a lot of good, bad movies. Well, they, the standards and practices people decided it was too violent to air. Do you agree? I don't believe in any of these deaths. Okay, Mark comes over with a gun, and Mark confronts David. And he goes, look, you've got to stop killing people. Listen, huh? We're giving away our cars. It's really bad. <clears throat> Is he the last bully? Yeah, he's well, but he already has a pass. He's never going to get killed. He's like, what are you going to do, David? Kill me? You know, he, I mean, uh, Mark, kill me. So he's never going to kill Mark and 
and Teresa. He's just never going to do it. And they know it. We're in Act 3 now, and we're heading to the last scene. Last segment. Now, Daryl Morey was at the screening of Massacre, and who should be there but Andy Kaufman. And Andy Kaufman was like, I, 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 I love, I loved, I loved your film. And they, they for over an hour, they just bullshitted about the huh. film. Well, in 1976, he was and he did other television, I'm sure. Okay. Well, I think that Taxi was what broke him because he was going to turn it down. He was like, this is bullshit. This isn't what I do. I, I'm, I'm a stand-up. But he never called himself that. You know what I mean? But anyway, right. the, the direct, uh, his agent, he didn't really have agents. If you, you know, a guy who got him jobs was like, if you turn this down, believe me, there's not another offer around the corner. You're an unknown. You turned this down, and you basically walked away from a career um, in comedy. So do what you want, but, you know, the offer's on the table. <laughs> so he took it, you know. And he did a good job with this character, right? I mean, he made him bizarre. Yeah. And it was a character. It was Kaufman. Okay, so David goes, <clears throat> fuck you. I'm not stopping killing. And he locks Teresa and Mark in his apartment that he can't get out. Now, this is an alumni prom. It's anyone who ever went to the high school can come. So we will what? see adults finally. Wait a minute. Yeah, like creepers. And what is dancing ever since I taught you English? What? What do you mean? Like, if you, you don't think the, you think the lecherous teachers are like, can I uh, ask you to dance? Did you no, say no, lecherous? No, I said leecherous. Okay. Mike, what we're seeing right now is people who graduated from this high school. They've been invited back to go to a dance. They're all dancing. What a weird ball. I never even heard of it. Well, instead of a student reunion, it's a student reunion for every year. It's not class of 84. It's... Did you ever go to this oh. school? Come on back and dance. No high school, no high school in our right mind is going to have like the burnouts who hang out of the fucking, I don't know, parking lot across from the student lot at the 7-Eleven. Be like, yeah, hey, man, we should go back to the high school. It's student alumni night. Yeah. Wow. Like, you don't want adults back in the high school. <sighs> they are adults. He's going to blow them all up. Yes, he's going to blow them all up, which doesn't make sense to the plot because they, the people who were bullied, who were, okay, first he killed the bullies. Then the people he thought he was liberating were turning into jerks and becoming bullies. So he's right, one yeah. by one killed them. So why would Terrible he go? Did you see he like broke in? He in real yeah. life did trip and hurt himself, and they left it in the film, just like they left the explosion that hurt people in the film. It's not a very good film. He shouldn't use that footage. I don't know we we seen a movie where the the 
the explosions look pretty real, like in Shaft in Africa, where they 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 blow up uh, something inside a prison and people run out. Okay, imagine imagine you're a director who had one movie before. You come to America to make it big. You film this movie. People got hurt, but if you don't use the footage, you're shit out of luck, pal. You're not making a movie because you need those scenes. So he breaks down the locker. Now, look, it's his good friend who hangs out with him at his house, you know. The, the, the explosion was too much. The guy who rigged it knocked himself out. You know what I, I mean? Know, it's like, crazy. So it's like if he was Quentin Tarantino and he shot something and people got hurt, he shouldn't use the footage. That is the truth. But well, Tarantino, yeah, he just I, used the footage. I didn't mean to launch you into a tangent about Tarantino and the car accident and everything. I'm right, just right. Of course, of course you didn't. Of course you didn't intend it. Well, let's keep going. But what I'm saying is this guy, I don't feel like he was immoral for using the footage where people got hurt because, okay, I got to tell you for the plot, this is their big plan. They're like, He's they went, they escaped and they went to the high school. And they're like, if you're going to blow up these people, then we're going to die with them. And David's like, get out of here. I only have you have 35 minutes. That's it. Get out. <laughs> and God, he's so he knows the time perfectly. Like everything is a movie plan. I might have made yeah. that up 35 minutes. He's just saying, yeah. I've got these bombs, they're on a timer, you got to leave. And so they look, they're dancing. They're like, we're not leaving. We're dying with everyone else. So now David's like, well, fucking shit. So he's got to really quickly, and he's really got to poop. He's got to really quickly go and dis defuse everything. Turn it, look, he's caught wrestling with his conscience now. Should I go undo the bombs? I don't want my friend, no. my, the girl I'm secretly in love with, to die. This is like every psycho's dream. Yeah. He decides he gonna he's going to save them. He looks at the clock. I have enough time. I know I've got a boot, but I can hold it for another minute. <laughs> I can't hold it. I got to go first. Got to no. go. Got to go. Maybe in the basement. Right. And he, when he got hurt, it was actually, he continued to shoot the, you know, he, he was everything about the movie. So, this stuff, some of this is before, some's after. Okay, you can't see well because it's so dark, but he's defeated the bombs now. And we just well, keep just... seeing the innocent victims who are going to blow I'm, up. I'm glad freaking Flippin' Movies posted this on their, their channel. It's just the copy itself happens to be pretty shoddy. Yeah, there were other copies, but they were TV edits. and you. Yeah, made... right. No, we want to see the pixelated butts. <laughs> So it's dark, but all David's doing is hurrying, hurrying up. Look at him really freaking out. His leg, they it's got duct taped a uh, board, so he wouldn't be able to move it because he was moving oh it. Oh my god, really? How yeah. a weird director. <laughs> what are you talking about? That would do that in fish burgers, right? Right. Fish burgers, a public access show from nineteen ninety on New Jersey Suburban Cable Access County Cable. But that's what yes, this was essentially. I mean, look. Oh, right. What did I miss? He was trying to get the bomb out of the building. It was still in his hands as he was running, and he blew up. But oh. we don't really see it because they were putting in a sequel. Maybe we'll have a sequel. 
No, shut up. Oh, like every horror. It, it's Lame Freddy. He's back for the sequel. Oh, no, it's not Lame Jason, is it? No, this is the weirdest thing ever. It doesn't make sense in the real world. Everyone comes out and says, what What was that? What was that? And then they see this burning thing and they go, oh, all right, it's, it's nothing. And they all go back inside and dance. Right. Oh, right. It's the book burning, too. <laughs> you guys want to burn Beatles or dance to them? <laughs> well, let's dance. You ever go to a book burning and, like, some dick brought a candle? <laughs> that's your joke you gave me i i know i i appreciate that joke you, you and i did it justice i got it right here from this show that was years ago i did it at the open mic it worked so yeah. well i kept it it's in the a-list now it's in the rotation you know i went trick-or-treating this year by saying it was on my bucket list oh Look at those sirens. Oh, uh, oh, look at that. The credit credits. That's right. Okay, so we did what it. happened here was the guy gets to the school. He used to get bullied. His best friends become the bullies, like, join us. And it's like, it took him a little while, but he's like, I'm not doing it. Then he got uppity with the bullies for real when he saw a serious rape happening, right? It makes sense. Right. Then they broke his leg, and he didn't rat on them. So he comes back and kills them one by one. He thinks he's liberating the school. The school ends up being that everybody's a jerk if you give them a power yeah. value. So he That's starts killing all those people, but he just won't kill his love and his best friend. So they say, we're going to sacrifice ourselves so that you stop killing. It worked, but he blew himself up in the process. You know, that sounds like a really good movie. Right. It was acted horribly, shot horribly. But <laughs> now they spent money on those effects. A boulder. Oh, down yeah. No, it's all practical, I'm sure. Impractical. Well, there you go, Evan Company. So, Carl, what did you think of this movie? I thought this movie was horribly acted, a real, real B movie, maybe even a C. But the plot was so interesting that you're engaged and you're watching it. As it's right. going along, you stay with the film. And this guy, everybody in this thing would go on to be, you know, this was not the launch of, this was something a lot of people did who went on to, I don't know, I enjoyed the film and it was perfect for your show. And thank yeah. you, Joe Duncan, once again for a great, great suggestion. Yeah, thanks very much, Jill. Listener Jill for recommending Massacre Central High. Carl, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. This movie uh, was was poorly done. However, it's a really great idea, and okay. uh, you know, I, I just think I'm glad everyone else was able to have a career and and stuff like that. It, it wasn't. It was interesting. Yeah, but you know, a lot of it stayed. Didn't. Uh, but yeah, it's all right. Well, I uh, we're done with it. How about that? You don't have to watch it for six times. Seventh time. Uh, I'm very excited. Our next movie, Carl, is American Werewolf in Paris. London? Proven Hoopin. <laughs> and so uh, this movie, I remember it. Don't you remember it when it came no. out? No, I remember American Werewolf in London, of course. There's... Well, um, the 90s. 
The 90s had sequels to movies that didn't need sequels. Carrie 2, American Werewolf in Paris. Is there a trailer? Well, that's what I'm looking for personally. I've been killing time typing in American, American Werewolf, Werewolf into my uh, YouTube user search. Speech, user speech. Um, there's a trailer. It's by... It's... Uh, okay, it by, there's a trailer by Umbrella Entertainment, an American Werewolf in Paris. So it's A-N first, an American Werewolf oh, in no Paris. wonder it took me so long. Well, let me hit clear and then retype this. I just try not to type the word Paris, and then I'll stop giving recommending American Werewolf and playlist. I don't oh, want American. It doesn't even say movies like American Werewolf in Paris song. It's not a fucking song. American okay. Werewolf in London is a song. Look, look for American Werewolf in Paris trailer, and you'll find Umbrella Entertainment. 117,000 subscribers. Should I press? I'll do the sound. Yeah, do the sound, please, because I'm looking through all this right now. Okay, so you're not ready yet, right? Uh, yeah, I am. For the sake of the show, I am. Let's just go ahead and hear it. Okay. Okay, so everyone at home and Mike in Los Angeles, get ready to play. Press play. American Werewolf in Paris trailer, Umbrella Entertainment. Three, two, one. One, go. The Eiffel Tower. Come on. Oh, yeah. Hollywood Pictures. That was Walt Disney Company doing R-rated movies. Mm -hmm. Like Touchstone. Uh-oh. Are they going to parkour the Eiffel Tower? They're going to bungee jump. The eight, 90s version of parkour. Oh no! Don't bungee jump over the stairs. Oh, a French girl's gonna jump off the Eiffel Tower. Look, he's bungeeing. Oh, oh, what kind of girl jumps off the Eiffel Tower has issues, major issues. Is she a werewolf, Carl? I guess so. And listen to her American accent. Julie Demby? No. Oh, oh, no, not the underground. Oh, no, not Jim Morrison's grave. So I guess... There's like a werewolf underground. Metro. So yeah, I guess there's a, like a... Like, what is it called? Twilight? There's a werewolf underground. Right, yeah, that explains the shirtless dudes. This doesn't look cheap. Wow. No one remembers this movie. Yeah. At all. I remember this. I, I remember the trailer. I remember seeing it in seeing the theater. American Werewolf. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Werewolf. Oh, ooh. Werewolf. Paris. Werewolf. Oh, no. It's a dude. <laughs> he thought it was a woman. It was a dude. Based on the characters by written by John Landis, ladies Wait and gentlemen. Wait a minute, you didn't watch the same trailer as me. You just I didn't watch the same trailer. You didn't go to Umbrella Entertainment. <laughs> I didn't have time, dude. I'm quite I watched a different commitment to this show. <laughs> I watched Perkinstein, dude. I don't need this shit. Yeah. Wait a minute, let me make sure this movie exists. It has to exist because I just saw it. Wait a minute. Yeah. We're going to watch it next week. Thanks to Film Rise Movie, motherfuckers. Okay. I see Chuck Shack has it too. Rise. 
You saw yeah, what? Film, Jack- film, Rise, film Rise Movies has it. If you guys want to watch it now and then watch it with us next week, go ahead. But we still love to have you next week. Listen to Mutiny Radio. Donate to Mutiny Radio. Yeah. Go to their Venmo. Throw in five bucks at Mutiny Radio. They could just be very grateful. You can find their donate button on the Mutiny Radio, the newly designed uh, mobile for phone-friendly website at mutinyradio.fm. You can go to carlsucks.com while you're on the internet. Yeah. And uh, see where Carl's playing. Probably Scotty's in Springfield. Yeah, see where I'm uh, Yeah. And I don't know what I'm doing. So, but that's been it. I'll be here. We'll be here next week. Uh, Carl, thank you so much for watching Thank Massacre you. at Central High for six times, seven Thank times in a row. Do it. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to next week's movie, American Werewolf in Paris, the full movie on YouTube. Uh, so we'll see you next week. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird commandeered by Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I'm Mike's friend. I I wrote this song. My turn-ons are French poodles, Chinese noodles, and and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, That's the French duh, not the (laughs) duh, Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Is it six o'clock yet? Is it exactly? It is. Ooh. Hey. Hey, guys. Yay. It's happy hour. It's the happiest hour of hours of hours of stuff. And none of you have any family either. Which is funny because I actually know you have a family and you left your family to be here, which is amazing. I'm like, I have no family. And so I'm here and you left them. You left a warm place probably with tons of leftover food, happy children, all these things. And you're like, yes, I left on purpose. You'd rather be here? That's amazing. Okay, that's cool. Hi, Dan. Haven't seen you in a while. Nice to see you. Good stuff. Next year, I feel like I'm in Romper Room. I see Ian. I see Chad. No one knows who Romper Room is. You're all too... Do you remember what... You remember Romper Room? Okay. It's from the 80s. It was a thing. You were there. (laughs) As I say, I have abortions older than you. I don't want to work old jokes, though. I want to work. I yeah, they're all old. (laughs) There's nothing. I'm like, I'm old. Therefore, everything I write.
I read a lot of Shakespeare. That's a weird thing to say out loud. That's kind of pretentious. That's do you really? We're we're pretentious friends. It's like yeah, I read an iambic pentameter. No, I was reading um, Macbeth. Well, I will. I'll do some for you. I was reading Macbeth, and it opens. He's such a feminist, you know. Double, double toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble. Shakespeare was talking about menopause. Who knew? Like my cauldron is bubbling. It's so hot. It's my crotch pot is so hot. I can put an egg in there at night, and in the morning, it's soft boiled. <laughs> if I leave it in until lunch, I can take it out. I can make deviled eggs. I just need a little mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm dealing with. They're just it's how do you make menopause funny? I don't know. <laughs> you certainly can't make it sexy. Thanks. Yeah, I'm sweating so much. I sweat. <laughs> Seriously, like hot flashes are the only way I can equate them for men is it's like when you were 14 and you got accidental boners and there was nothing that happened and for no reason just this uncontrollable thing happened to your body and you're like, well, I guess we got to go with this. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way. Like suddenly you just, it feels like tons of ants are biting me all at once and they open up my pores and just liquid just pours out of them. It's the opposite of goosebumps. It like, and like that's when you're, which is funny because the technical name for that is paleo erection. <laughs> anyway, yes, paleo erection is paleo erection is when you use goosebumps. That's the technical name for it. Yeah. So the, and there's a very small segment of the, the population, a very very small segment that can give themselves paleo erection, which is supposed to be something that's. Well, it's not supposed to be auto-created um, or whatever. Anyway, I think I can give myself... I know I can give myself hot flashes. I think I can give myself goosebumps. Anyways, the research doesn't always help a joke, everybody. <laughs> the more you know, sometimes not so much. <laughs> sometimes you make it worse. I make it worse by knowing too much. That's the problem with smoking weed. People go, oh, if you smoke weed, you're dumb. And I'm like... No, if I didn't smoke weed, I'd be interminably smart and no one would be able to hang out with me. I'd be such a pretentious douche. Like, imagine me more pretentious than I am already. (laughs) I know. Well, somebody give me a t-shirt that says, like, (laughs) MFA. (laughs) Degrees, they're so dumb. That's what we should do with them now. We should just put them on t-shirts and be like, look, I'm worth something. (laughs) What else do you do with your degrees? Put it, I put them in my kitchen, and uh, they kind of collect like bacon grease stuff. And it's like I should probably clean my degrees. <laughs> There's no reason for them. Okay, uh, that's depressing. Well, we'll just start letting you guys talk because I don't really have a lot to say. I don't want to run old jokes either. I'm just like so bored of my material. Um, but um, I mean, we don't really. You're supposed to go first because yes, because you have a because you have a family and a place to go to and children and everything. All right, the Tool Man is visiting us tonight, everybody. Put your hands together for your first comedian, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Yay! Until you get bored of me? That may be below four minutes. Until all of you are bored. Let's hear it for Pam. Menopause, comedy, come on. 
That is, that's bold. That's courageous. Happy to be here tonight. Hi. I like your hat. Looks good on you. Somehow without a hat and a hat, you look good. You're a good looking guy. I think people know that though, right? So I, I, I actually am talking about getting old. I just turned 53. Oh, very exciting. My primary daily goal is to uh, not pull muscles that I didn't even know I have. Thank you. Yes. I am at that point where it's just, you know, before I get in the shower, I do, I do yoga before I get in the shower because when you step into the shower, it's, it's, I just have to do a couple downward dogs, maybe a few uh, warriors, a little bit. Because if I, when I'm in there, full body exfoliation at 53 years old is an extreme sport. You know what I mean? It's like I go down there. I may not get back up. But I, I have to be smooth for the holidays. You know what I'm saying? So I want to look good. I want to be good. I want to smell good. I want to feel good. I want all the goods. Because everybody's partying for the holidays. You guys party for the holidays? Yeah? Yeah. People drink. In, yeah, do you drink? Do drugs? No, you don't do drugs. You don't? <laughs> we have a drug versus no drug going on here. Yes. What's that? Me too. I did too. I'm sober. I've been sober for a little over 10 years. Thank you. 10 years. Thank you. Thank you. So for most of you, it's like you go out, you party, you get wine, some cheese, maybe a trip to Rio. For me, it's wine, narcotics, and another trip to Rehabo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, it's funny. I, I'm a sober guy. I work for wine.com. I'm an alcoholic who works for wine.com. Back in the day, it was like, why are sales down and all the wine is gone? Tim is running the warehouse. Something's going on. Can you guys guess what I was at, what 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 my things that I like to do, the kind of drugs or alcohol I like to do? Can you guess? What what, what would you guess? Right. Yes. What would you guess? Wine. Yes. What would you guess? Guess. Any other guesses? The answer is yes to all of them, right? Because I I was an addict. I would do all of them. You know what I'm saying? But my primary one was uh, close, close to crack. It was crystal meth. That was, crystal meth was right behind Coke. Crystal, crystal meth is Coke's dirty-ass brother. There's no question about it. And I don't know if you guys know about crystal meth, but it's like, it's like a core accelerant with a bunch of additives in it, a bunch of crappy additives. It's like the hot dog of drugs. There's just all kinds of random shit thrown into it. And, uh, you know, she, Pam was talking earlier about sweating. It's like... I just realized that when I would do coke and, and meth, uh, uh, that was my version of menopause because you just sweat profusely no matter what you do. But crystal meth, um, you know, it, uh, it actually stole all my dreams. It did. Primarily because I never slept when I was on it. <laughs> the, old, the old reach around. The old reach around for the crystal meth joke. Crystal meth is the only drug that has a first and last name. It's the only. <laughs> it's the, but it's, I, I think crystal meth is like a WNBA point guard. It's like crystal meth drives to the hole and scores. Crystal meth brings the crowd to its feet, wakes the crowd up. 
It's like I'm in show business. This is show, but we are in the business of show people. I'm in, yes, I'm in show business. Never been on TV. Arguing with a group of comics over the remaining narcotics was my version of being on whose line is it anyway? <laughs> that is. That is. Benjamin giving me the love. The interesting thing about crystal meth, which, by the way, is a sentence you will never hear anywhere. <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about gardening. It's like the interesting thing about tulip bulbs. No, but the interesting thing about crystal meth is you can have sex for a really long time, which is awful for every woman that was with me when I was on crystal meth because I was horrible at sex. I was awful at sex. Because, I mean, for me, here's an old one. For me, uh, you know, clitoris was like an island. I thought clitoris was an island in Greece. I had no idea where the clitoris was. For me, the clitoris was like, you know those bumps they have on the freeway when you get out of the lane? On this, that was like the clitoris. It's like, oh, bump. Go back down there. But no, it was like, and it's and sad because, you know, these, these women I were with, they, you know how you have like a near-death experience? Women with me were having near-sex experiences. It was like sex, but not quite sex. You know what I mean? It was like their whole life was flashing before their eyes as I was down there doing my very lame bit trying to have sex with them. But, uh, and you guys are having a near-laugh experience Thank you on your, okay, anyway. Um, so the thing is, is we would go on and on and on until I would hear those three words every man waits to hear from his woman. Please stop now. <laughs> okay, on to the auxiliary material. It, you know, the thing is, is that, um, yeah, relationships were difficult for me sex difficult for me sex with me was like a game that game was tic-tac-toe because it was brief predictable and in the end nobody won <laughs> and there were a lot of x's thank you oh no o's there were a lot of x's that's dan dropping tags on the friday night at mutiny radio this why is the happiest hour in San Francisco right now with us. If you are not here at Mutiny Radio, drive by right now and come in because you are missing the happy hour. Oh, good point. <laughs> Do not drive by. Drive and park and come by and see us. Just drive and park. But we, let's look. Women are banging down the door to get to me. Primarily because I use gender-neutral restrooms. Oh yeah, okay. We're about we're just about done with my material for the night. It's getting close. You guys, want to hear more about? You know, actually, anybody in therapy here? Yeah, I am too. Great. Is it working? See, therapy. Is, okay, good. That's good to hear. Therapy didn't work for me. I used to lie to my therapist all the time. You know what I'm saying? I used to lie to my therapist all the time and. There was one moment like uh, when I was honest with her where she said, what do you really want out of therapy? I said, all I really want to learn is how to use cocaine like a normal person. <laughs> that was what I did. My life as a crystal meth addict. The thing is, is I was, I'm a Wharton MBA. I used to dry, walk around in three-piece suits, and I was doing meth in the bathroom. It was not very cool. But, um, you know, today, look, today I have a family. 
I have a life. My daughter loves me. I love her. I have a predictable work. I make money. And I fucking hate it. I want to go back to when my life was destructive. You know what I mean? It's like most people look at people drinking champagne and think it's glamorous. I go down to the TL and it's tempting. I want to just throw. <laughs> I just, yeah, that person with the needle sticking out of their neck. That looks like an interesting life for Tim. The tool man, Taylor. You know what? That's, that's pretty much all. Like that's right now. That's all I got. But this has been really, really fun for me to just kind of randomly walk through stuff. I suppose I could talk about other stuff, but. I think it's maybe time for other comics to come up here and share as well. Thank you very much. I'm Tim Taylor. Not for long, the future is coming Keep it going up. for Tim. I'm feeling glad yeah. I got sunshine in a bag. So many funny one-liners, Dad. Those were good. Those were good. Those were good dad jokes. I liked them. I like that you... Uh, I understand that can't find finding the clitoris thing. That happens to me a lot. But it's only because I'm, I'm also very old. I was born in 74, and uh, my bush resembles that. It's like a 1974 bush. It's very swampy. It's a lot like Vietnam War. Everybody's looking for Charlie. That's what I named my clitoris, Charlie. No one can find it because it's so, so much hair, foliage. I know. <laughs> yeah. The thing is that. All the guys, they're like, quaff the crash site. And I'm like, I don't watch porn. I don't know what you're supposed to make it do. And so I was trying to shave, and I got, it was a slippery slope. Like, I kind of started, and then I found a bald spot, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so then I had to kind of keep going. And uh, and then once you're once the front is gone, then you've got to go, you got to go all. Then it's like, oh my god! And like, how do you, you got to get in these weird and and how do you shave a hemorrhoid? That's going to be a bloody mess. Like, so are you supposed to pluck? Like, am I supposed to put? What am I supposed to do in this situation? Then I realize after everything's gone and it's like, blah, it's like napalm, scorched earth, blah, what's happening down there? I realized like, what is the purpose of pubic hair? Until I peed. And the pee went a little bit of So the purpose of pubic hair is to, to funnel it into the toilet. <laughs> that's, that's how Lady P goes into the toilet is the pubic hair makes a, a thing. Okay. <laughs> Too many secrets. Uh, but seriously, once everything is gone, it's just, it's just a mess. I hate, I don't want to clean that much. <laughs> no, it's just, maybe that's why little girls pee on the seats everywhere because they don't have any hair yet to focus it into the toilet. I'm just saying, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to go fart. I'm going to fart in your face in a second. Uh, the next person <laughs> on the list, Amen. put your hands together, everybody, for Nick Holke. Yay! Great. Thank you. I like that tenderloin thing, by the way. Yeah, like window shopping in the tenderloin, I think is very funny. That's it. I couldn't figure out a way to tell you that in between. <laughs> so I wanted to get that out. Yeah. Um, dude, I, yesterday morning, my plan was go to the gym 
and then drive to Fresno to meet up with my family. I threw out my back yesterday at the gym. And so that's why I've like been perpetually walking like I'm holding in a shit for the past two days. And that's why I'm hanging out here, because I didn't want to sit in a car. I didn't really want to go to Fresno. Would have been all right seeing my family, but didn't want to do that. Um, kind of like you mentioned, actually, for me, relationships, sex, that never like came naturally to me. Um, I lost my virginity blacked out in a frat house the way the good Lord intended. And, uh, you know, Brad was pretty gentle, too. I slowly unbuckled his backwards hat. Uh, no, it was just with a random girl. And didn't go well. You know, very drunk, so nervous. Um, didn't know the girl at all. Had some, my dick kind of betrayed me. It was only getting like half support from my dick. And I remember, like, I'd been obsessed about sex until this moment. And I remember so clearly thinking, like, oh shit, is this how you find out you're gay? <laughs> Never mind that, like, girls had been all I'd thought about since Sporty Spice awakened something in me when I saw her doing a, oh, I was going to do a karate kick. <laughs> that would have gone badly. Since I saw her doing a karate kick on a Spice Girls CD cover. I just fucking, I remember that day. It was a big day. Um, yeah. But so then I went to college after that, technically not a virgin and possibly gay. Thank you. Possibly. I mean, I guess it's still in the air, but what else? Mm, I went to uh, a show the other weekend, and I went with my friend. I did not bring anyone. She brought her girlfriend and her ex-girlfriend. Fucking show off. I know, I need, I need a mic stand to try what I was going to try and do there. The good news is my... This is going to be stupid now. It might have been stupid from the start. The good news is my girlfriend and my ex showed up, and they're actually here tonight. Ladies? I thought that could be funny. <laughs> Yeah, because they're my hands. <laughs> but was it actually funny, or was it just so unfunny that the, the latter? It was you doing like a Mr. Rogers moment, and it's like, I enjoyed it. Yeah, okay, fair. Well, you know, think I had more to that joke. I'm going to let that end right there. I don't know how to transition anywhere. Global warming. Yeah. <laughs> wow, divisive. <laughs> My plan with global warming seems to be to just ignore it until like it's impossible to ignore any longer. Like I see a pigeon fly into a bird bath and erupt into flame. Like, that's not good. That point when there's, there's too much water and not enough water. I think that's 
when it'll all be over. Like, I'm looking forward to, I imagine, like, you know, that future news report where it's like San Francisco, or as residents are calling it, New Atlantis, has finally submerged under the ocean. In a surprising feat of ingenuity and evolution, the homeless population have developed gills and remain in the city. Residents remark that this is an improvement as the shit that used to cover the streets now floats harmlessly away with the tides. And in a big win for mental health, the suicide rate has decreased dramatically as it's only a one foot drop off the Golden Gate Bridge. Like falling into a puddle. Yeah. What else do I have? Let's see, we already did that hilarious hand bit. We've got... <laughs> yeah, uh, what else is going on? Five and a half minutes have elapsed. Okay, did global warming. Uh, oh, a couple smaller jokes to end it off. Um, well, we talked about, I used to party a lot, and when I did, I was kind of a tool. Like I wore sunglasses indoors, but not because I thought it looked cool, but past a certain shit-faced threshold, my left eyelid stops working, and it like hangs halfway like the blinds on an abandoned home. And so my options were to either look like a mild stroke victim or a douche. I opted for douche. I just really like window blind on an abandoned home, but is it funny? I feel like it just sounds nice. That's why I made that joke. <laughs> um, yeah, try this. I saw that the women's soccer team in Afghanistan is seeking asylum. You know, some safety from the Taliban. I think they should come to the US because they'd be totally safe because we could just hide them in plain sight in completely empty stadiums. What safer place to hide than where no one watches the sport? The end. Thank you. That's it. Keep it going for Nick Holke, yay! Do I look super douchey with my sunglasses inside at night? <laughs> It was a, I mean, I had a little outfit today. Uh, cool. That, that, that was, that was very funny. I think the, I like the puppets. I like sock puppets. I know who thinks sock puppets are funny. Chad Stein thinks sock puppets are hilarious. Sock I think they like soft and very serious things. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of potential with sock puppets. A lot of potential with sock puppets. No, it's really, no, it's. Well, there's layers to it, too, because it also means you could be so lonely that all of this is your imagination and you masturbate with both your left and right hand. Yeah. That was the joke, right? Was that yeah, the joke? Yeah, no, that, was that was part of it. Right. I thought it was a masturbation joke. I... Right, yeah. Learning. I'm sorry. We, the, the stage tonight is all verklempt. Did Tim just leave? Did he just fucking ghost us? I know he has a family and shit, but he just, that was like the biggest under 30 ghost I've ever seen. He just like slipped out, like without just, he's like, I only existed on the airwaves. Uh, speaking of airwaves, l listen to Chad Stein's new show, Thursdays 2 to 4, My Brilliant Buddies. It's really funny and lovely and wonderful.
Uh, like your next comedian, who is all of those things that I just said. Ian, are you ready to go up and do? So everyone's been doing like seven, eight, you know, stuff like that. Just go till I till I go. Like I'm so bored of you, which will never happen. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Ian Langlands. Yay! Should be fun, huh? How are we doing? Good. Had to follow Nick. You're all sitting, just flexing. I go to the gym. Shut up, you know? I'm friends with lesbians. Fucking get over it. Jesus Christ. How do I follow that? I have sex. My dick couldn't get hard. Boo hoo. At least you're doing it, you know? God bless. Because you're cool, Nick. I'm not cool. I'm a nice guy. I don't want to be a nice guy. I don't like being a nice guy. No dude wants to be a nice guy, right? But then we do want to be, then we all want to be bad boys, right? I can't be a bad boy. Look at me. I'm like, you know, being one foot shorter of becoming a Stranger Things kid, <laughs> you know? I'm not, I'm not, an, I'm not, I wish I was cool. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a cool guy. I'm a nice guy. And you know how I know I'm a nice guy? Because women will hand me their drink when they go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's how I know. That's a good indicator. I was under the impression that was like rule number one of being a woman. Of like, <laughs> Don't give your drink to men, but they take one look at me and they're like, Psh, not this fucking guy. <laughs> and I'm offended. You know, I'm, I'm going to get offended. You know? How do they know I'm not? Oh, oh no.
I was just thinking, I was like missing San Francisco because I live here. And I was like, man, I really miss San Francisco. And I was like, what would make Disneyland more like San Francisco? And I had this idea. Let's see if you guys are with me on this. What if, <laughs> this is what I was thinking in line at Disneyland. You take just a handful of crackheads and hear me out. Dress them up like pirates and just release them into Disneyland. Would that not be the most entertaining shit you'd ever see in your life? Right? You pay them, give them good money. Supply them with the, you, they have to be on drugs. You don't wean them off the drugs. You give them plenty of crack for the day and you just release them into Disneyland, but they're dressed as pirates so people don't know that they're crackheads, you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, wow, this pirate is so uh, into the, ah, fuck it. Damn it. There's something there though, right? Thank you. This is so, you guys are so nice. You're not laughing, but you're telling me they're good premises, so I guess there's something there. I think that would be funny. You know, you put a fucking crackhead in like a, a goofy outfit. <laughs> that could be funny. Something is in there. Let's see. You know what, I'll do the porn joke. How about that? Porn. Porn, porn, porn. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> porn has gone too far. I take, I know. We all know it. That's the thing is we all know how far porn has gotten and it's just out of our fucking control. I think that's... I don't know what happened. We really lost the reins on porn. And it's not only the porn that exists, it's the way we talk about porn. It's way too comfortable. I was talking to this dude the other day, 
And he was telling me about how he watches farting porn. I don't need to know that. <laughs> uh, we were talking about his kids. This was a father. We were talking about his kids, and he just like segued into, yeah, so I was watching farting porn the other day. Pause. I don't even know this guy. And he's telling me about farting porn? Keep that to yourself. When do we get there in a society where we could just unleash that thing onto strangers? I don't like that shit. I don't need to be knowing that. Also, farting porn exists. We have to live in a reality where farting porn exists. That's disgusting. I don't even want, I, I can't even conceptualize what that means, but it's not good. None of the options are good. I did not look it up at home, trust me. No, yeah, porn's just gone too far. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It's kind of like in Jurassic Park. Like we had control of it, you know? <laughs> we had it in cages, but then the electric fence is powered down, and the T-Rex is out, and we can't deal with that shit anymore, you know? They had velociraptors, and we had to deal with gnome porn. That's another type of porn. I looked that up for this joke. Don't look it up. Do not look up gnome porn and go to images. Pro tip. <laughs> if you're a curious person, don't look it up. It's not good. It is exactly what you think, and it's fucking disgusting. Remember the days when you just, like, Look at a magazine and you get hard. Remember like the 80s? We all remember the 80s, right? I remember the 80s. Could you imagine? I'm just like, I'm 43. No. <laughs> that would be a twist. Those, those, I think I'm biased because I don't watch porn. I think that's what it is. And people don't believe me. I'm 22. People don't believe me. They're like, you're fucking 22? Like a lot of dudes my age, I'll tell them that. They're like, no fucking way, man. Fucking drop your pants and masturbate in front of us right now if you don't fucking watch porn. You know, I'm going to do it, right? I'm going to whip it out and do it because I'm competitive, okay? I got to prove them point, right? But I don't watch porn. I think watching porn is weird. It's weird. It's a bizarre thing to me. You know, when I would do it, it would be like this weird third-person imagery of me, like, hunched over. It's disgusting. I just don't like the idea of pretending to do something that you watch other people doing. I think that that's weird to me. You know, like, I'm not going to watch Martha Stewart bake a cake and, like, whisk in rhythm with her, you know? Like, let's do it, Martha. Come on, let's hit it, you know? I, I ice the cake with her. I time the, <laughs> time the money shot. Like, come on, come on. Fuck, I missed it. Go back 10 seconds. Okay, how long was that? Just Okay, cool. This was the best eight and a half minutes of comedy you guys will ever see. Thank you very much. Pam Benjamin, give her love. God bless. Keep it going for my son, Ian Langlands. Yay! He's going to believe he's my son. There's so much pot smoke just hovering in this room. That I know you didn't know you wanted to get high. But Mike Bonds is going to go to you. Uh, and that was that was lovely. And I love that porn joke so much. I don't watch porn either. I have no idea what the people are doing. I have no idea what they're doing. No idea. But now I know there's no porn. So thank you. I have a vivid imagination. And a very tenuous tether to reality. Your next comedian. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited uh, that he's Stalwart of music radio, instrumental here. Put your hands together for Mike Bonds. Yay! Oh. Hell yeah. Yeah, let that shit kick in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess I need to hold the mic stand. All right, all right. How you guys doing tonight on the radio? Or should I say, yeah. Right? It's cool, man. You guys had a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, good, man. I actually hung out here yesterday for Thanksgiving. Pam made a great, great dinner. And I thought it was going to be nasty, too, because at first I was like, <laughs> like, 
I don't know why Pam has cooked good food in the past, but I was like, she's gonna have to fuck this Thanksgiving. Came here and ate, and that shit was good as a motherfucker. I don't know if I was just too high or the food was good, but it was good. So give it up for Pam. We had a fantastic Thanksgiving yesterday. Mixed with edibles and everything. So, um, yeah, so I, my uncle called me yesterday morning. You know, my uncle's actually uh, from Memphis, Tennessee. You know, he's uh, my mom's brother, you know. And they real, like, country as fuck from the South. You know, I didn't realize how country they was. You know what I mean? They's country. Y'all know what chitlins are? Who know what chitlins are? Y'all know what chitlins are? Yeah. Yeah, these motherfuckers was really fucking them up out there, you know? Made pots of that shit, man. I'm like, man, I'm gonna shit up in here. But apparently they ate, cause you know, chitlins smell like shit, right? They pig intestines. It's crazy, right? But one of my other uncle, he's crazy as fuck. You know, my Uncle Walter. He's nutty as fuck. He got on the fucking, cause it was all video chatting. It was a good morning. Talked to my whole family in the south and shit. Uncle got on there, man. High as fuck. And Unc be fucking with all kind of other shit. Bitch on the street. Yeah, uh, uh, what's up, nephew? I'm like, what's going on, Unc? Nothing, man. Check it out, nephew. I, I, I cooked a chicken today. <laughs> like you did, Unc, for real? Yeah, I fucked it first. <laughs> I was like, you really did? He was like, I fucked that chicken. Then I cooked it. They, they, they say I'm crazy. You think I'm crazy, your nephew? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you crazy as a motherfucker. He really fucked the chicken and then cooked it. Real talk. Yeah. Apparently it was good, too, what everybody said. I asked Uncle did he use a condom. <laughs> right? No, he fucked it first. And then he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> These some country motherfuckers, though. These some country motherfuckers, though. It's chickens, though. You know what I mean? That's animal abuse like a motherfucker, but it's chicken. It's not judging you or anything like that. I don't condone fucking a chicken, killing it, frying it up, and eating it. You do you. You bought the motherfucker. Anyway, was that a good joke? What do you guys think? Good joke? You like it? Okay. All right. I'll go on. Uh, fuck, man. Uh, I guess I was I was walking through the city yesterday, and uh, apparently homeless people eat good on holidays. You know what I mean? I'm walking down the street, and these homeless motherfuckers just sitting there full as a motherfucker, man. I ain't even lying, dude. Food everywhere, just everywhere. Dinners, thousands of fucking dinners eaten. I'm like, damn, they are feeding the shit. They eat better than me on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Homeless people better not say shit on Thanksgiving, man. They take care of them out here. Them was the fullest homeless people I ever seen in my life. I ain't even lying. Crazy. Anyway. Um... Right? It should be like that every day, for real. Every day. But apparently yesterday, it was the shit to do, you know? So, anyway, moving on. Um, 
Yeah, I've been dating a little bit lately. You know what I'm saying? Don't laugh at it. Don't give me a woo about that shit, man. Cuz, man, I don't like getting to know motherfuckers, man. You know what I mean? It's weird, cause when people get to get to know me, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like uh it's like I try to send my fucking representative like the first three weeks. You know what I'm saying? You know, you try to send your representative because you don't you be like, ah, you know. And you know her representative is like, you know, you know, this ain't the real her. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's a bad joke. Uh, moving on. I'll go on. They say it's open. It's not an open mic, you know. It's a good premise. Yeah. So many good premises. I'm writing them up. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had a, a, a crazy incident that happened to me last night. Real incident, right? So I'm on my way home, right? And, I'm, and I catch the bus now, right? You know, the buses, sometimes the buses are crowded and sometimes they're not. When they're empty, I try to hit up the bus driver like, hey, yo, check it out, man. If you stop at 7-Eleven for three minutes, I'll go in there and grab you whatever you want. And 7-Eleven's like across the street from the bus stop. I'll either give you 20 bucks or I'll grab whatever you fucking want. If you need a beer or something, he's like, check it out, man. You got three and a half minutes. He goes, I'll stop for you, but you got three and a half minutes to run over there, get, get grab some beers or whatever, come back to the bus. I'll wait here for you. So I run over there, hit the ATM hella quick, grab some beers, throw it on the counter, and run. And I hear this white dude say, hey, stop. I'm running. I'm like, fuck that. Right? I paid for all my shit, gave him the money. Dude on the counter was like amazed. Like, damn, you did this shit hella quick. I'm running this shit. Hop on the bus. Dude was like, damn, you did it in two and a half minutes. Right? I get on the bus. The police start following us. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Right? What the fuck is going on down there? Right? So we get to my bus stop. I stop. Three police cars are behind the bus, right? I get off the bus. Yeah, right. I casually walk up on the bus. I walk past the the bus. The police officers like, hey, officers, kept walking, right? And I hear one of them say, he didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything. <laughs> and I turn around. And I'm like, me? <laughs> and I turn around. And I keep walking. Now I know exactly what the fuck they were talking about. They were talking about whoever it was that ran in 7-Eleven, grabbed their shit hella quick, and ran back to the fucking bus, right? The bus driver was even amazed. He was like, damn, he actually did that shit two and a half minutes. But apparently the police were out there. <laughs> they thought I robbed the store that quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they were still amazed. They were all like, did he just go in there and grab some beers and run the fuck out and hop back on the bus? Yes, I did. There was nobody else on the bus, too. Zero other people. I said zero other people. Anyway, true story. Yeah. Fuck the police. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. One minute. Okay, I'm gonna try another joke. Um, yeah, meter maids in SF. Right? Motherfuckers are terrible. We got any meter maids in here? First of all, no. Okay, good, good. Cause I was gonna curse you the fuck out if you was a meter maid. No. Meter maids have some of the worst jobs, too, especially the cool ones. You know what I'm saying? I parked at a fucking red zone one time. I come out, meter maid. I'm parked in my regular car. I come out, meter maid, giving me a ticket and shit. But he's like the coolest dude having a cool-ass conversation with me. He's like, hey, man, you like the 49ers? I'm like, yeah. 
He's like, yeah, they my team too, man. I love them 49ers. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's just having a random conversation about the 49ers, right? And I ain't tripping now. A couple of minutes into this conversation, he starts writing me the ticket, right? I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I got to give you a ticket, bro. You parked in the red zone. You lucky I ain't have you towed. Go Niners. Hey, that's been my time on Mike Bonds, man. <laughs> there it is. Hey, Mike Bonds, everyone. Show the receipt. <laughs> That's what she should have pulled it out and been like, this is my receipt. I really paid for it. Uh, also rhymes with that, a once a week feast. I think that questionably housed people should have a feast once a week. I think that everyone should have access to really tasty, just once a week. Like, I mean, so everyone has to eat rice like six days. Maybe this is a little fascist, but if we could just provide at least rice to everybody for six days a week, and then one day a week you got a feast. I mean, or I just think everyone should have access to food. Not, a, not too big to be um, a soapbox. Your next comedian, you get to go on and on and on for lots and lots of time. We've been going between like six and ten minutes. So we'll see what you want to do. I'm excited every time he's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton. Yay! We got this microphone stand off of like the United Nations podium or something. Do you guys see that video? There was like a president of like an island nation in the Pacific and he filmed the video like pleading to the UN to intervene on climate change. And he's got like his pants rolled up and he's like standing in like the water and he said, this was my home. If you do not stop climate change, I will drown in my living room. I think his, his name was President, um, something cultural, President, uh, I don't give a fuck, something like that. Not enough to make the whole world care, unfortunately. Give it up for all of the good premises that we heard tonight, guys. Really love the stuff, really prolific night, yeah. I think, because I heard yesterday somebody say, I think everybody should live like it's Thanksgiving, and I think homeless people have a lot of reasons to live every day like it's Thanksgiving. They could be just like, I'm so thankful for that VCR that I found two weeks ago. I'm so thankful for the tent that the state gave me, and I'm so thankful that my husband just got out of jail last week. This is a great day. <laughs> just trying new shit out. Anybody in here like rap music? Ian, you like rap music? Yeah. Rappers hold microphones differently than comics, you know? Comics go like down at the stem. Rappers are like, yeah, it's hard to tell a joke like this, you know what I mean? Why did the chicken cross the road, motherfucker? <laughs> Speaking of chickens, I, I'm <laughs> so concerned about Mike's family. <laughs> Can you guys imagine sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner and you're like, hey, who's going to carve this thing? person pulls out a big knife and starts cutting it. They're like, what the hell is that? Did we leave the giblets in the turkey or something? Is that a condom? All right, who fucked this? <laughs> <laughs> I was at my, uh, my sister-in-law's family's last night. She's got an uncle who makes, like, everybody's got the uncle that makes, like, the inappropriate jokes, right? Like, this is the guy who's like, I'm really thankful for 
the fact that I got my asshole eaten out last Tuesday. I, I can't wait for New Year's. <laughs> I think I've done everything on that side of the napkin. Chesa Boudin is fucked. Chesa Boudin, the DA for San Francisco. He's screwed, man. Last year, he let two girls get killed on Christmas. There was a guy driving a car. He had been arrested and released like five times. This guy was behind the wheel drunk, ran into a car with two girls and killed them on Christmas Day. The public was willing to let yeah, that go until okay. last week when they robbed a motherfucking Louis Vuitton store and they crossed the goddamn line. Last weekend, I was at a, uh, I went to Austin, Texas. I saw the Rolling Stones. That was tight. Yeah. And actually, on the way getting out of there, it was like a madhouse getting out of that venue. And I saw a woman lose the final strand of her will to live. She was standing on like a small hill. And I swear, what I saw, I saw her go like this, sits down, and then she kind of goes like that. And then she goes, and I'm like, do you want me to help you up? And she's like, um, I don't think I can. I hurt my ankle. <laughs> I'm like, ma'am, there's 200,000 200, people out here. I should probably help you up before you get trampled. And so I'm like giving her my hand, and I'm like using all of my body weight, like trying to pull her up. And, she <laughs> and I'm like, I got you, I got you. She's like, I don't think you do. <laughs> It's like, you know what, bitch? If you get stepped on, you're a fucking problem, all right? I try to help. I try to be a nice guy. On the flight out there, I was watching Willy Wonka in the chalk effect. What's funny about that? <laughs> so I think that Willy Wonka really needs to reevaluate his business plan because he's like, I'm a fucking candy genius. I've done really well for myself. You know what I'm going to do? I'm getting older, and I need to pass my legacy and company on to somebody. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring five random white kids in, and whichever one gives me back an everlasting Godstopper, they get to take over my company. You guys see, like, the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp a few years? That one was even more fucked up. There was this scene where Willy Wonka, as like a 10-year-old, goes up to Christopher Lee, his dad, and he's like, I want to go around the world and investigate all of the chocolate countries of the world. It's a strange dream. But anyway, his dad is like, go ahead. I won't be here when you get back. And then there's a montage of Willy Wonka walking through a train station. And by the time he gets home, the whole fucking house is gone. Like it's been moved. Which makes me think, like, this dad was planning on abandoning the kid before he was like, I want to go on a trip. Because Willy Wonka is like, I want to go research candy. And he's like, fine, I'm leaving in 15 minutes. They're picking the whole fucking house up. <laughs> you won't be able to find me. All right. Recently, I've been having a lot of sex lately. Yeah, a lot of sex lately. Um, I recently had 
uh, hooked up with a girl for the first time. She was in my bed. We were making out. We were getting hot. And uh, she takes her jeans off. And I had shorts on, so we're rubbing up together. And you know what? She had hairy fucking legs. And that's such a turnoff because it's like I'm trying to get hard, but I'm super itchy right now. Can't do this. When I was in Georgia, I met a really religious girl. She was super pretty, but it's like she was telling me how she was reading the Bible. Yeah. I got to tell you, there's no bigger turnoff for me than Jesus. Nobody's going to be sucking my dick after they're telling me about the book of Corinthians. I know that. Letters. <laughs> I kind of wish that somebody would start stealing my jokes. Like, I would take it as a compliment, you know? Like, hey, you thought that was funny, too. All right, man. Sorry. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just get out of here. But <laughs> thank you guys very much. Good night. Keep it going for Dan Brennan. Yay! Uh, what's your favorite Bible verse? Do you have one? You know? 316, for God so loved the world, he gave his own begotten son. Oh, that's very nice. My favorite is Leviticus 20.22, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I'd love to be stoned. Your next comedian, he's all the way from Sacramento, you guys. He came all the way for this. For this Tonight, and I know JW is listening on the airwaves. Hi, J-Dubs. Hi, Megawag. Um, fuck yeah. But your next comedian all the way from Sacramento. Put your hands together for Joe Conyu. Yay! You had this set on stun. You set it back to kill. Hey, it's good to be out. It's good to be out. I got vaxxed. I'm boosted. I got a booster, but I got a reaction. I got a reaction. I got a big old boner. I did, because my nurse was a hottie. Slim white dude. A lot of tats. Tats. Pouty lips. Pouty puffy. Good to be out. Good to be out and uh, quarantined, vaxxed, boosted. This is the first time in my life I've ever been safe to fuck. So I'm spreading the news. I'm spreading the news. I got that COVID vaccine immunity running around in my veins right now. So if there's a lady out there who's been holding off and would like to get vaccinated, I'll blast it right up your snatch. Free. Need a bigger audience. Free. I'm sorry, that wasn't very romantic, was it? Let me put it this way. Come get injected. You'll feel better right away. You'll feel good, and I'll feel good because I helped somebody. I'm a giver. Now, I've been all quarantined with one woman for a whole year. 
This COVID is fucking with my stats. I got to fuck 22 more girls this year just to keep up with my quota. I could tell we were we were holed up together. I could tell we were catching some feelings. I was trying to hide my emotions. The day I finally admitted to her that I loved her, she said, baby, I'm glad you told me how you feel about me because my car needs a brake job and four new tires. Yeah, I was trying to touch her heart. She was trying to touch my wallet, trying to pick my pocket. A girl is irresponsible, doesn't know how to budget. You want some money in a lottery? You bought tits and tattoos. Should have bought some teeth. That should be the rule. Teeth before tits and tats. But she's my little gummy bear. A girl knows how to take the wrinkles out of an old dick. Knows how to smooth it out. <laughs> I used to have an eight-inch dick. Used to have an eight-inch dick, but I wore it down to six. Lady told me my cock is comfortable. What an insult! I know you. A lot of you young ladies not into getting it on, not into hooking up with an old guy. But there's good things and bad things about getting hooked up with an old guy. On the one hand, you know, with my old balls and sperm, if I knock you up. That kid's going to be a drooling idiot. It's going to be one of them little potato head boys. Potato head. Going to be brain-decapped, little boy. But on the other hand, I can afford, now I'm, now I'm uh, financially secure, I can afford to send your drooling little idiot boy to college. So good stuff, bad stuff. So I'm out trying to get some dates. I met a lady this week who's a squirter. Yeah, mace, mace, mace. Not the good kind of squirter. Not the good kind. Unfortunately. These ladies, are, these ladies are getting cranky. They've been cooped up too long. Like ladies in my age range, like 30 and up. They're cranky. They've been cooped up. Picked up a chick on Tuesday. Told me she wouldn't give me a blowjob unless I made her come first. I said Tuesday. I don't know the combination to every one of those little lock boxes. I mean, I'll give it a try. Maybe we'll whip up some magic, twirl it up a little bit. So as a matter of fact, I don't know if that thing is even functional. That pussy might not even work. I'm not going to make any commitment unless I know it's functional. So take your pants off, leave the light on, Get over there on that couch and get your ankles back to your ears. Show me that thing works. And I want to see proof. I want to see your eyelids roll back in your head like broken window shades. I want to see your asshole blinking on and off like a stoplight. I want to see your pussy lips flapping around like flags in a used car lot. She couldn't make it work. Cute face, but a pussy. Cute face, but a pussy. I said, Tuesday, you bring me that old crack screen phone of a pussy doesn't work, expect me to fix it? All your old boyfriends couldn't fix that old tape-up crack screen phone of a pussy and get coming all the cracks. 
can't fix it, and now you want me to get it to work? I don't think that's a little hot little pussy lockbox. I think that's an old icebox, what that is. I think that's an old Frigidaire. Okay, enough of the clean jokes. <laughs> now, let me see what we got here. Racism. Racism's a problem. Now that everybody's complaining about it. The environment. You hear about these sea turtles getting those plastic straws stuck up their nose? I don't give a shit for those sea turtles. Let them use a $100 bill like everybody else. That's an economic inequality joke. I'm punching down at sea turtles. But I'm not scared because they got no ears. No ears. Okay. Animal fisting. Animal fisting. I'm talking about getting your whole hand inside the ass of your household pet. Who are they going to tell? Who are they going to tell? But still, uh, pretty noisy. Pretty noisy. Hey, I'm Joe Kanyu from Sacramento. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Joe Kanye, con man, what's Kanye? Freeze Beach, <laughs> Freeze Beach, yay, Muni Radio, Freeze Beach. No, it's great. Like that was really fun to like experience misogyny. Like <laughs> I was like, oh my pussy lips. <laughs> They're like screaming. They're like, don't let him keep talking. It's like free speech is important. <laughs> <laughs> that's good nick you gotta go home you have family you have friends you gotta go do some push-ups or something it's fine <laughs> no 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 because there's one comic left and i feel like you should stay for the last i mean you've been here this long you've been here this you've been you're such a good man there is nothing happening because san francisco is on lockdown everyone's out of town like, you know, usually it's like, oh, how do you get on Pam's thing on a Friday? Like, it's so hard to show up. And like, and it was so easy tonight because it's like, everyone's gone. It's fine. They all have families that care about them. You had the opportunity and you were like, fuck that. And I respect that because who wants to be judged by rich people? Am I right? Your next comedian does. He has family that loves him still. No, I do. I care about you. I care about everyone in this room. Thank you for being here. I care about I care about you. I love I love that our last comedian Joe was like his youngest age range is thirty. I'm like, oh sweet baby, you're pulling thirty year olds. Na 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 no na no. I don't. I'm forty seven and I can barely catch thirty year olds. Like, come on. And I, mm, baby doll, come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm so white, I can't even make my ass golf clap. But like, <laughs> mm. okay, your next comedian can't make, I'd like to see you try to make your ass golf clap. You got the hair for it, just shave off that mustache, do a handstand, you can make some money at the hungry eye, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Boris Shakurko, yay! yay! Thanks, Pam, thank you. Uh, what no one knows is that uh, that's actually pretty progressive in Sacramento. I feel like uh, that is that is, yeah. I uh, by by a round of applause. Do you, would you identify as progressive? Would you identify as like liberals? Yeah. No. You wouldn't. You would. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like I, like I'm a progressive, but 
I feel like the way we talk about our ideas is so strange. You know what I mean? Like, l- the term defund the police is such a, like, what people really mean is, like, reallocating funds, right, to, like, people who should take care of, um, like, just getting money away from cops and the, to, like, social workers or whoever, which is a pretty common sense type of thing. But once you say defund the police, it's like this extremist, like, who's going to who's gonna buy into that? You know what I mean? It's like if you were in high school and you asked your mom to go to a party and she was like, hey, what's going to be at the party? And you're like, well, a lot of cocaine um, and a lot of alcohol. Uh, and uh, I want to go because I think I might get a blowjob. <laughs> and... Your mom wouldn't let you go to that. Okay, that was a long way to go for nothing. Um, I, uh, yeah, uh, what's that? Oh, th- yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it's not overdone at all. It's a very original take. Uh, I, I, what I find interesting, like, I'm, I'm into the environment, and I, I, li- I, like, believe in climate change, and I think w- I'd like to do something um, about it. But I feel like people who are environmentalists, actually do things that hurt the environment you know what i mean like i'm dating a girl she's like pretty like environment like she's like into it and she came over and she was embarrassed that i use a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner and it's like that is for the environment you know what i mean that would have been two bottles i'm only using one she was, she was, like, very embarrassed. She was, like, it shows that you don't know how to take care of yourself. It's, like, no, it shows I know how to take care of the planet. You know? Okay, this is TED Talk. Thank you so much. See, it works. It works. I'm worried about the the earth breaking out. I'm not worried about my own skin. Okay. This is, you know, when you write a joke and you're, like, logically it makes sense, but there's nothing funny. Um, You know, it's interesting. D- are you, I don't know if anyone's going. There's a, there's a festival happening all across California. It's. Um, it's happening next spring. It's supposed to be a mix of Burning Man and Outside Lands. Outside Lands. It's called Burning Lands. Uh, it's a California-wide festival. That's right. It's free to attend. Um, I'm uh, 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 I am not into drugs. Um, you know it's funny, Pam. You did give me that. Pam gave me the slice of focaccia that uh had weed in it, and um. I think I think weed I think edibles need to be more common foods. You know what I mean? Like I'd like to give my dad something to eat without him knowing it, because um, he needs to chill the fuck out. Uh, but he's not gonna eat a brown. He's not gonna eat like gummy bears. There needs to be like an edible salami or something. You know what I mean? Easy to feed like old men that need it. You know, because um, that's that's my thing. I um I really like to eat, and that's why I like edibles. You know, when someone says wake and bake, I'm like, cookies? Is that what we're doing? Uh, I just want to eat. Um, uh, I, um, I've been trying to meditate. Have you guys, are you guys, is anyone into like meditation, Zen stuff? Yeah. I, I try to go to the park and I, um, I try to take some time to like really just calm down and be patient, you know? So I went to the park today and I sat down and I was, in the pose, I was listening to, like, a guided meditation. Um, a lot of, like, breathe in, breathe out, all that stuff. And I noticed the dude sitting next to me is shooting up. You know, this is in Golden Gate Park. And uh, I'm sitting here, breathe in, breathe out. And I realized we're after the same thing. You know what I mean? I'm after, like, a utopia. He's after the same bliss. And he's going to get there quicker. You know what I mean? Because I'm sitting here breathing energy into my soul. 
he's shooting it straight in. That is so much more efficient. Uh, I am, uh, my name is Boris, which means everyone that meets me wants to tell me their thoughts on communism. It's a fun one. Uh, I don't even, I, I don't read Gallup polls. I just like in meet people and then know what they think about communism. And uh, I actually, um, I got nothing. How do you feel about communism? Into communism? No? Yeah. I don't think it will work. It's interesting when people say, in theory, it works. And I'm like, I don't think it works in theory either, you know? Like, if you read some of this stuff, uh, who wants to read Marx? No one. Workers, right? Workers of the world. You know what's interesting? It's not interesting. On second thought, I do, um, yeah, no, it's, you take a second to think about it, and it's not. I do, um, I'm, I've been interested in getting a tattoo. Does anyone here have a tattoo? No? All right, perfect. Um, I've been thinking about getting one, um, but in Jewish law, which, as you can tell, everything about me, um, in Jewish law, if you get a tattoo, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about getting one just to make sure I can't be, you know? I just want to make sure no one puts me next to my mom, <laughs> you know? One lifetime is enough, <laughs> you know? I don't need eternity. How you doing over there? I don't need that. I don't want that. Um, I don't even want, like, a cool tattoo. I would just be willing to get, like, a poke, you know, just a little circle, just to, like, mark me, um, to let me be happy in the afterlife. Okay, wow. Well, um, I brought a lot of energy on stage. Uh, let me... Oh, this is interesting. My my girlfriend... I think my girlfriend's hot, and it's because... I think I know she's hot because of how people treat me. Like, when I meet people, they really try to get to know me, as if to say, there's got to be something cool about you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, it's too much. Like, I have a normal conversation, and people are like, and, uh, you know, I tell them what I do. I tell them, you know, what I'm interested in, what kind of music I like, and they're like, uh, okay, what kind of sports do you like? Just keep going as if, like, I kind of want to say, you're not going to find anything. <laughs> what you know is what you know. Um, I, oh, last thing. Oh, this is interesting. I did, um, I went to therapy. I go to therapy. And, I, I'm obsessed with my phone. I look at my phone way too often during the day, way too often. It's like an addiction. My therapist told me, what you need to do is, instead of your phone on your desk, take your phone away, put a banana there. And then every time you reach for the banana, you'll realize how crazy it is that that's how often you reach for your phone. And so I've been doing that. And so I was, uh, I was laying in bed uh, jerking off to a banana. Um, and uh, it's working really well. Now I just get really turned on by bananas. Um, okay, that's it for me, guys. Clap for Pam. Thanks for staying. Keep it going for Boris, the secret Marxist. Yes. I have one Marxist joke to tag off of that before I let you all go. Marx was a secret feminist. He was actually the first feminist. If you look at his texts, right, all he talks about is valuing labor. And then he also values the means of production. When women are literally the means of production, we go through labor. Marx was the first feminist, you guys. You just didn't know it. He actually valued women. Yay! We're the means of production when we go through labor. 
cool. It's fine. We'll <laughs> never be valued. It's it's fine. You're I. It's great. All of the you you came tonight. I value you so much. Clap it up for Chad Stein in the back, <laughs> running the ones and twos, being a champion. Listen to my brilliant buddies on Thursdays from two to four. It's so interesting. And a lot of people had like talked about climate change, and my Al Gore was supposed to be my interview this week. He was. And then he didn't show up. He didn't show up. Yeah. yeah. Know. They asked him to be there. He must have been too busy on Thanksgiving. What but he do? did invent the internet. Yeah. And then that's important. <laughs> <laughs> but next instead, week, my next week, um, who's coming on the show? It's the, she's the world-renowned raccoon. Yeah, expert. yeah, Dr. Suzanne McDonald, who's known the world-renowned uh, for being um, the world's leading expert of raccoons. And here in San Francisco, we've got a whole bunch of them. So many raccoons. I was walking home from, um, I came out of a blackout just for a moment when I was walking from Milk Bar home, and I went by that part of the park, and not only were there two coyotes, which were not ghost coyotes, there were three raccoons that ran across the street, and I was sort of like went with the raccoons and was like, <laughs> they're very, very cute. And then I and then I went back into my black, before I went back into my blackout, I thought, this is fun. I'm walking home. It's two and a half miles, but I won't remember it anyway. <laughs> and then I woke up in my bed, and I was like, oh, my shins hurt. I must have walked home last night. Tuesdays at Milk Bar, a lot of fun. Also Wednesdays, the open mic bucket thing. That's everybody's thing. Good times. All right, um, come tomorrow to Atlas at 2 o'clock. And also, everyone should know, comedians in the room, I've been under booking on purpose. So at all of my shows, there's always a guest set and there's always a tip set. So like this Wednesday at Asiento, I only had three other comedians because it was like, well, no one showed up. But there's always time. I just don't book it. You were there and no one else showed up. We all got to do extra time and then we all got extra money and it was great. So I'm like, don't show up because then we get extra money. What the fuck? I shouldn't be telling people that. I should be like, less comics, more money. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you all for being here. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Okay, bye. Yay. Pam Benjamin, everybody. at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Let's watch full-length movies on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah.
L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%, 5% Eastern Right, I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full length. Oh, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening